0: Welcome to Channeled, our podcast about creating more together. All right, so today we're here with Charlie Patra, who's a coach and actually my coach. Hey, Charlie, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I wonder if we can start with you telling me a little bit about uh, your business and uh, and what you do.
1: Well, what I do is I empower the mindsets of leaders. And, um, and how I do that is I do that through coaching and consulting and I have a background in uh, coaching with a a really well known coaching company when I lived in Toronto, and um, my background working with entrepreneurs and their teams and I got really passionate about people getting connected to their own power. And getting connected to it and the opportunity of freedom and happiness regardless of circumstances in their lives and I noticed I had a little bit of a knack for it so you know over almost the last 10 years I've been working specifically with leaders so I don't only work with entrepreneurs now I work with people who really want to become an empowered leaders in their lives. Um, most of the time the people that I work with have businesses or want to start businesses, and we go through a process of really getting their mindsets in an empowered space so that they get to stay there at all times and You know Nancy um through being an entrepreneur for so many years, life throws you complexity, life throws you you know curveballs and being able to stay in that powerful place and Um, you know stay happy and enjoying your life regardless of what happens benefits not only your clients but you know your family's probably happier to see you at the end of the day your friends are enjoying their time with you so um, that's a little bit about what I do yeah that's
0: wonderful and and certainly you know you and I have uh have collaborated a lot over the years in, in helping me get that time back. So thank you very much. You're my pleasure. Uh, the um, uh, So our podcast is about creating more together. And you and I have talked a lot about the power of delegation uh, in terms of being able to create more together and in helping me build my team. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you can talk a little bit more about what that means to you and mm-hmm. how that power of delegation really helps people grow and, and grow together.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I love that you and your company exist to create more together and it just for me communicates this idea of contribution and collaboration which is something I'm really passionate about and you know for years I coached and consulted entrepreneurs and business owners and it was interesting because I realized I'd never been a business owner or an entrepreneur before So one of the things that I needed to look at for myself when I went out and started my own practice was I was doing everything by myself. And I had coached entrepreneurs for years that they're doing everything by themselves. And I didn't really get it until I was in it, in the (laughs) experience. And I noticed myself rationalizing, like, this is fine. I can do it all myself. I am too small to hire someone else and help me with it. And there were all of these... Reasons and excuses, and what I wound up with was I wound up doing things I didn't like to do. I wound up very also isolated. I didn't notice how isolating it was, and the cost and the impact of that isolation on my life. Mm-hmm. And so, when I first hired my first team member, and and you know she's incredible. I call her my soulmate support partner, and um, and and being able to have that experience as somebody who really has my back. I realized that that was the opportunity for people that want to create more together. But not only that, the biggest thing that drove me to have her on my team was the contribution that it is to her. Mm. That was the thing that really brought me to realize and discover the opportunity of delegation, the opportunity of creating more with more than one person is that everybody gets to win you know, she discovers new opportunities for her training and development. She gets to try what it's like to create an Instagram page and, and learn how to create sales copy. And she gets to really develop herself as a human being. And for me, that's the most rewarding part.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I agree with that completely. And you know, certainly members of my team are learning incredible things. And that's such a value to them. It's a value for my clients. Yeah. Um, you know it, it's it really is a win-win for everyone isn't it
1: yeah 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 and just seeing you in your leadership I mean because we work so closely together I really get to see what kind of a leader you are for your team and you know your whole creating more together reason for your existence of your company I really do see you being that way with your team that you're so committed to their personal and professional growth that, you know, we just, we just went through a whole process of putting them into a course that, you know, you're providing them with because you're so committed to their growth. It's really beautiful, the kind of leader that you are, and it's inspiring, and that's the kind of leadership that I want to see all over the world. I think it's, it's incredible.
0: It's interesting, though, because I think there's a certain amount of fear. And of course, you know, I, I started with, just like you, with no one, and, and, mm-hmm. and learned that, you know, investing in other people was investing in growth for me, for them, for my clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, what we can do now is, is so much more than what we could do when it was just me. Mm-hmm. But there's always that fear at the beginning, you know, well, I, I, how could somebody do it better than me or, you know, or the same as me and my clients expect me or, you know, or nobody could do it that way or, or it's a big cost to, you know, have somebody, Mm -hmm. how do you help people get past those barriers?
1: Yeah, that's, that's great. Because I mean, just because knowing broccoli is good for you doesn't make it taste any better without cheese <laughs> smothered on top. of it. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best analogy I can come up with right now. But
0: Brussels sprouts. Y- yeah,
1: it's the Brussels sprouts, right? It's like whatever that green stuff is that you don't like. But you know, one of the things that I work with people on specifically is tackling those fear based thoughts. Because I empower people's mindsets, what that really looks like is identifying those limiting beliefs, identifying those fears and those obstacles that are right there in your way, and really having people see that the obstacles and the thoughts and the reasons and the excuses that you think are real are actually not real, right? They're just there stopping you from moving forward. And in my own personal example, I had it like if I brought somebody else on to do some of the work, it was going to be more work. Yeah, right. It was going to be more work. It was going to be more complex and it was going to take more time and it was going to cost more money. And what I didn't realize was I actually didn't know that for real. Like I acted like that was the real thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that a lot of times entrepreneurs and, and business owners or leaders in general, we get stopped in taking action because we have it like our mindset is the real deal. Like those things are actually real, but you really don't know until you go for it and you really see there is actually a return on the investment when you hire a team member, right? Whether it's monetarily getting new clients, being more freed up with your own free time. And I'm sure that you can say without a doubt, right? (laughs) Having that free time back in your life is worth any, you know, all the amount of money that you're paying for these people, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And
1: it's dipping your toe into that pool and really taking that first action to test it out to see what it is actually like that you then you start to take the power away from that 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 mindset that fear like you're talking right those things that stop people and and it's taking that committed action and hiring that first person for that one hour two hours of work and then you start to get the experience of it
0: yeah well and that kind of speaks to the flexibility of it too you know in my own case uh, we have some people that work with us full-time, but we have other people that work with us remotely. We have associates. Um, so it's a really flexible team that sort of comes and goes. Um, it's good for them. It's it's good for my clients. We can pull together the team that we want. Yeah. And and maybe I think sometimes people get stuck into thinking that it has to be one, you know, three full-time positions. Or totally. it has to be these people all have to work in my office and I don't have an office or I don't have a big enough space. Yeah. Or, yeah, so I think, you know, being able to think beyond the traditional office structure might be part of it, too.
1: I I love that your team isn't like you know, the traditional looking team. You're one of the the first people I work with who, you know, you have people that you outsource from and you collab, like your team is really a collaborating team, a collaborative team. So you've got people that you're kind of partnered with and then you've got people you outsource to and you've got people that are actually on your team full-time and then you've got people who are part-time. And I think, you know, traditional teams, and really having this idea like, well, I don't have the money and I don't have the the t- like all of the amount of work to bring on a full-time person. Teams don't have to look like that anymore, you know? And I think it's fun to be able to see the different kinds of ways that you can bring people together, how you can create more together, right? And I mean, there's just so many resources and so many different ways that it can look now. Um And you know, like your team, as an example, you've got what you've got 2 full time people, you got a part time person, then you've got people that you outsource to. And then on my team, I'm using things like um, Upwork is a really great site that you can use to find really incredible people who are freelancers, to be able to take any amount of projects on and I actually support some of my clients and I just hired on a person that's doing SEO work, and somebody who's doing B2B lead generation, and these people are like missing pieces to the team, that are vital to their growth. And they ended up finding them for, you know, a couple of hours a week, and they're taking this on. So it doesn't have to look one way. And I love how you said that, because I think so often we get stopped because we're trying to get it right. And we're trying to fit this square peg into a round hole. And you can be creative and really create your team instead of thinking that it has to be this one way.
0: Yeah, now that sounds it sounds great. But it also sounds complex. I think if you haven't done it before, you're like, whoa, somebody over here is remote. How do I manage all those people? And, and, and back to the delegation thing, how do I do it successfully? Yeah. You know, I, I'm... Um, guilty of drive-by delegation. So <laughs> I certainly uh, have run into the case where I'm dropping something on someone's desk and saying, can you look after this? Thanks, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which really doesn't work for a lot of people. In fact, yeah. 95% of my staff hate that when I do it. Um, so what are the good tips if you know if you are going to have that kind of flexible work environment and, and, and different people uh-huh. to make it easier for yourself, because certainly you're trying to have less work and, uh-huh. and more growth, but also for the people that you are delegating to, what are are some really great tips for for making that easy?
1: Yeah. Well, the first thing that I always suggest is get grounded in what I would call the what-so. Get grounded in the reality because, you know, oftentimes I see entrepreneurs, they love making stuff up. They love to say, (laughs) you know what, I'm going to find a role for somebody. Like I called mine the the soulmate support partner. That was actually a thing, but I could see a lot of business owners being like, I'm going to hire somebody that's called the creative guru mastermind and then what what are they doing <laughs> right so get grounded in what so and what I mean by that is what is this person going to do and how can you and what you really want to do is you want to leverage so write down everything you do and write down everything that you do want to like a, a, in a, an extended period of time start to look at the things you really want to get rid of first Right, So what are those things and just circle them and, and really start to take a look at what are the real actions that I need people to do and then prioritize it. So from when you get grounded in the what so the next step is prioritizing what am I going to get the biggest bang for my buck right if it's going to be lead generation you know that person is going to be filling your calendar up with people to call to actually generate revenue for the business so prioritizing it and and I would say using a technique called batching so start to batch the similar tasks together to start to formulate what that skill set that you're going to need is. Is it a salesperson? Is it marketing? Is it social media? And once you have those things kind of batched together, then you're going to be able to really take a look to see how you can leverage it. Then the next really important step is you want to set these people up for success. Um before you find the person, what I would suggest is reading a book called The A Method for Hiring. It's a really powerful process that you can go through that eliminates, you know, hiring is a very expensive thing if you miss hire. Mm -hmm. Hiring is a great return on your investment. If you hire the right person, hiring the wrong person can be detrimental. So read The A Method for Hiring. And once you get that person setting them up for, for success, like you don't want people to be mind readers. Well, maybe you do. Maybe we all want people to be mind readers, but they won 't be so that 's just the harsh reality of it and um, Using a technique called shaping is a really powerful thing to do with people. so what you do is you really give them the vision of what does success look like? what do they want their future to look like? you know what are they Where do they see themselves in the future, and you want to ask them those questions so that you get. Uh, an, an idea of where that person wants to head. And then you can give them steps in their leadership to say, here's what success looks like in this role. Here's what success looks like. And here are the skill set that you can really craft and hone. And here are some of the things in the future you can take on to get you to where you want to be in the future. And you kind of give them a ladder to climb, so to speak. And you shape their leadership and you show them what success looks like. And that's one of the biggest gifts you can give, not only to them, but to you. <laughs> yeah. Because when you, you know better than anyone, right? If you really give them the keys to success, everybody wins.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things I hear people sort of thinking about when they listen to you, though, is that's all well and good, but what about trust? These mm. are my clients I'm, I'm trusting you with, and, and what if they screw up? Yeah. You know, or, or, you know, how much delegation, you know, how much do I have to oversee? Yeah. And I think that comes down to certain levels of communication mm-hmm. and also certain levels of trust, as they grow into the
1: position. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we've been working on together quite a bit. Well, the first thing is your core values, Mm -hmm. right? You want to find somebody who's a core value match for your company And the way that you do that is, well, first of all, you have to get clear on your own company core values. So once you have that foundation, you start to ask questions in the hiring process to do a matching to see, does this person at least have three out of the five core values that that kind of match and align with our own core values? So that's going to be the first thing. And then the second thing is really being articulate with each other to say, how do you like to get communication? How How do you, you know, some people really need you to pick up the phone and call them to give them the delegation. Some people like to read it on a form and they like to get it so that they can look at the document later on. Once you can get the clarity about that and how you can easily communicate, then the entrepreneur, the business owner, the leader wants to really be able to say, you know what, this is how I want you to manage this. I want you to take it, take the delegation, make it go away. Or maybe that person wants to be involved in the entire process, right? Maybe they want to know from step one to step 10, how is it all going? And you really want to be clear about what kind of communication you want to be able to get from that person. Because sometimes if they take it and they run with it and you don't hear back from them, you're frustrated. You're like, what's going on with this person? It's taken up mental energy for you. And it's just this ongoing problem that you don't even realize what the problem is. And the problem is communication.
0: Yeah, absolutely, right. and different types for sure. I mean, that really resonates with me. I have one staff member who, p- totally happy with me, going over and putting something on her desk and saying, mm-hmm. "You know, come see me. And we'll chat about this. If you can't figure it out," and she's like whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, and if I did that to another team member she would just be horrified you know she wouldn't she would be paralyzed she wouldn't know where to start it would just be too much you know but she would want the details organized put into her project management software you know everything spelled out neither is right or wrong but it's right for them and and so being able to understand that and understand what their unique abilities are you know certainly we've been doing Colby's with all of them and, and you know trying to build a team where we have a lot of different people with a lot of different unique abilities so that we can support each other.
1: Yeah, I think um, what you're speaking to is really kind of the – the team of the future, you know, when we talk about Colby, that's a that's a kind of a personal profiling tool that measures the level of energy that people have in four different talent zones, right? So um, without getting into it too much, it basically measures how you're going to go about getting projects done. And then unique ability is a, is a strategic coach trademark tool that you use, and it really identifies what person's what a person's natural um, talent is, or their unique ability and what they bring into every single action. So So what I say, when I say the team of the future, the team structure of the future, what you're creating is a team of autonomy, right? Where everybody has this attitude of ownership and everybody is connected to their greatness. They're connected to what they do really well and they can own it and they can leverage it for the company. Yeah. And it's really beautiful what starts to get created is that you can understand that not everybody works the same way. Not everybody is the same way. Not everyone likes to communicate the same way. And when you can respect and understand each other's differences and unique talents, it's like a well-oiled machine that starts to come together and everybody's just thriving in their own space and they know who to call when they need something organized, who to call when they need a new creative idea because everybody knows each other's talents.
0: But keep the company at the forefront which is and i have a great example of this last spring when i was away um, just before i left for a vacation in costa rica we got a new client and this client had some uh lots of different things they needed done but i thought i had everything sold before we went and 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 but i let them know i was going to be away but of course they ended up having new requirements while i was away and two of my team members did the what would nancy do Nice. Work together and, um, and you know, made it all happen. Client mm. was thrilled. She, you know, I kind of thought I could just stay in Costa Rica and people just look after stuff.
1: That's <laughs> so amazing. It was
0: wonderful to come back and find that, you know, this work had been done without me having to touch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was done in the way that I would have you know, I felt very comfortable. They yeah. they sat down together and said, you know, how does Nancy usually handle this? Well, she handles it this way. Well, how would you know, how do, how would she do this with a client? Mm-hmm. And but together, they knew enough about how
1: I do my business, yeah,
0: to be able to just make it run. So yeah,
1: you know, I think it's really, really important to be able to communicate a clear standard right? It's just like that modus operandi, like what's the clear standard? What's the value that we want to make sure that we're creating for clients? And you, you are the type of leader that communicates that, right? And it's and it goes along hand in hand with core values too. like in my team, we know, have my back, have our clients back, and that's it, right? And so when I'm not there, they know that that's, that's the value, that's the clear standard. And so when you can communicate a clear standard such that it's like part of them, when you're not even there, it's kind of in their in their minds, that's beautiful.
0: And it's so freeing. You know, I, I could go away with confidence knowing that I could have a week off mm-hmm. and, and people were looking after things.
1: Yeah, and you know, I'm glad you said the word confidence because that's if you really look that's what you gave them the gift of that mm. they really got to leverage their own leadership and their own confidence wow nancy's not here right now and we really get to do this on our own you know yeah. they they really got connected to their own confidence it's incredible yeah yeah no that's great so, speaking about going away
0: though and 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 certainly working with remote teams, um, I know we use a number of tools so that we can we can connect with each other and can communicate mm-hmm. um, you know whether it's by phone or whatever. We use a project management software program, keep all of our notes in there so that anybody in the team can log in and see where a project's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can see the progress of it, but we can also leave notes for each other, question each other, drop documents in there. Um, from your perspective, are there tools out there or processes that you would recommend?
1: Yeah. Well, especially moving into this day and age, I mean, people, there are just, you know, you hear the the buzzwords like digital nomad and virtual teams and all of these kinds of things. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a digital nomad, you know, I'm sitting here with you in Kingston and my home's in Vancouver and I'm visiting in Toronto next week and I'm able to run everything from anywhere that I am. And for you, you have these v- these virtual people that are working around the world. So... The number one thing that's most important with... When you're not in a concrete office, which many people now are not, um, there are so much technology, but the number one thing that's important is communication. So how do you make sure that the lines of communication are always open, even when you can't be face-to-face, even when you might not be able to be on a phone all the time, right? So there are a couple of different methods and different tools and technologies that I recommend. So the number one thing that I love is um, there's a book called Death by Meetings. And there are so many people who think, well, maybe we just need to have more meetings and we can stay in, in touch and we can collaborate. Well, when do people have time to do their work if they're always in meetings? So the concept of death by, by Meetings gives you a structure for meetings where there's one one-hour tactical meeting per week and then there's a, a 10-minute daily huddle. And then what you use is a technology. I use a technology called Zoom, but some people use Skype, some people use FaceTime, some people use different online platforms like Google Hangouts. Personally, I think Zoom is one of the most effective virtual spaces. So it it gives you an opportunity to have multiple people join on a video call. And I think that using the video call format when you're meeting with people that are off site gives a little bit more connectivity and better for the culture or the the morale of the company in general, and people feel more connected. So when you're bringing people that are off-site together, I think that's a really important thing. Um, so being able to have those meetings regularly, uh, but short ones, and they give you a really great structure to follow in those um, in those in the death by meetings where you just do a quick check in about what your top priority is for the day, what you're going to be taking on and then an opportunity to answer any questions, blockers or requests. The next technology I love is Slack. Slack is a really powerful way to eliminate email and then be able to see um, who's talking about what you can set up different channels and things like that. And then what you're speaking to about project management and seeing where tasks are at and things like that. So you use a a program called Rike. Yeah. 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 So and then I'm always exploring new ones. But um, Virginia and I, my my support partner, we use Trello quite a bit. Trello I find is very versatile and user friendly. um, But you, you can also explore different ones like asana is a very powerful um, tool that's out there as well and there's just so many that you can use and you can add users a lot of them are free you know you can add as many users as you want they're super easy i mean using something as simple as google drive you know a lot of people don't know about google drive these days that you can actually add uh, documents that people can work on real time yeah. and you can add um, extensions in things like slack and in trello and different project management tools that you can have access to google drive right through it so starting to expand into those technologies can be scary for some people but it's so easy to start learning I mean it's just like I talk about it like sometimes when you're trying to get a kid into the bathtub they're really resisting it and when they finally (laughs) get in they don't want to get out that's kind of what it's like with new technologies you know once you get in there you're going to be splashing around and having fun you just have to get through that initial like oh the water right
0: yeah and I think also um, delegating um, coordinating and organizing it to someone who wants to do that
1: yes you know when
0: I first set up Reich I was I made a big mess of it because I'm just not that kind of person yeah um but you know Sarah my team is all over it she mm-hmm. loves that stuff she loves to organize so you know she's uh, she's in there saying oh this is the way our tasks have to work yeah which is great for me because I can see at a glance and if if I want a report I can you know say to Sarah I need this kind of report and boom it's out yeah yeah. You know, and that's another, of course, the benefit of of collaborating and delegating and, and having that team is otherwise I would not be able to track all the things that go on with my clients and all the tasks that we have.
1: Yeah, I think I think one of the things that people have to let go and 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 you've broken through a lot of these obstacles is like giving yourself permission to give certain things away. Mm hmm to get them delegated, because sometimes we have these old stories, these old mindsets, like, am I entitled if I give this away? Am I like some kind of spoiled person that can dele- that needs to delegate these things? Like I can just do it myself. I'm capable. You know what? It's not about being capable. It's not about being entitled or, or anything like that. It's really, you know, you're giving people an opportunity to perform. You're giving your clients better service. And then why do we always need to try to strengthen our weaknesses? Why are we trying to go against the grain when we can go with the let's do the things that we're really great at like when you said that you know you you delegated right you delegated the project management system i just hired somebody to create a pitch deck for this app that we're developing and you know i'm like okay i'm gonna coordinate with this person i just delegated this to but then i thought i don't like coordinating with vendors <laughs> Virginia is now going to be coordinating with the vendor and I just realized that I was like wow she could take on doing that and now she feels like a leader she feels like she can actually start to develop and hone this new skill set but yeah so when you're using outside sourcing or you're using any kind of project management or any kind of new technology you can totally give it away too right don't do the things that you're not great at and you don't love doing life's too short.
0: Well, and stuff you hate other people love, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's
1: totally yeah. true. You have no idea what people love doing,
0: yeah, right. I, I guess that's one of the biggest takeaways for me as I built my team um, seeing watching people do stuff that that I hate doing <laughs> or that I'm just not good at. but it's it's wonderful because they love doing that. You yeah. know, uh, one of my team members the other day I got a new Mac, and he was like, um, so can I set that up for you? And I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something wanted to do, but something I had absolutely no interest. And he was like, well, some people, you know, they really want to set it up themselves. And I'm like, no, you go for it, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm just, you know, happy to turn it on
1: and have it work. Wasn't it shocking for you the first time you started to notice that people <laughs> yes. love doing things you hate doing? You're like, ooh, you like doing that? <laughs>
0: yeah. and, and vice versa, right? Yeah. They're like, how can you do that? I can oh, never yeah. do that kind of stuff, right? So that is such a freeing concept. You know, and, and I know in, in our company, seeing people thrive at doing the things that they enjoy doing and how happy they are, mm-hmm. um, you know, is really made for such a positive environment for for me, for them, and for our clients who really see a lot of um, positive stuff coming out of that.
1: yeah. You know, I I think about the concept of contribution, and I think about the the idea of what a gift it is to give people an opportunity to perform in a different space that they didn't think was possible for themselves. And, you know, as much as our businesses are about you know, like creating value for our clients and we all want to grow and we want to expand and we want to see our babies grow into this like great, big, amazing business or however big you want it to be, you know, that's great. And the, and seeing the revenue growth and seeing all of that is amazing. It's just so not what it's about when you really get connected to the contribution that we are for the people around us for them to expand into their greatness for them to be able to contribute to others for to them for them to be able to contribute to your clients i mean for us to be able to fulfill on the purpose that we're meant to fulfill on while they're on this earth for me that's what it's about so this whole idea about creating more together Collaborating, contributing, and being on that journey to be able to grow and to learn and to fall in our faces, and then to get better and just see ourselves even more powerful and see our team as more powerful than they thought was possible—it's just the best.
0: That's an awesome way to say it. Well, thanks for being here today, Charlie. Welcome, my pleasure. This is Nancy Corrigan from Channel Three Communications, and you've been listening to Channelled, our podcast.